Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I inspire you to take action with stillness, let go of chaos, and step into your future self on this podcast. We have special, high-performing guests each week who share mindset tips and their spirituality, helping us all prepare to be the best we can be for our future. Let's dare to move. Welcome <laughs> back to the Dare to Move podcast. Jeff is uh, getting comfortable this is on our extremely couch. Extremely uncomfortable position. <laughs> what do you need to be more comfortable? I need to be younger. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to start off with, "How are you? Um, feeling old? Apparently, how are you? Doing all right. Fresh off the waters of Rhode Island. Just got back from fishing down there. Um, little back's a little sore from." squatting yesterday uh bad form apparently my side's a little sore from sleeping on the boat with bad form apparently last <laughs> night and uh my whole body aches from working out yesterday so doing great <laughs> i love the full body check-in for the the listeners so for the new listeners um this is my fiance jeff jeff say hello again hello <laughs> Uh, and we do this every now and then just so that you guys can get to see a little bit of a different side of me. I feel like it's important for me to share my whole self and, you know, Jeff is who I spend a hundred percent of my time with. So, um, you guys will get to know a little bit more about our relationship. We like to bring a lot of consciousness into our life. We pretty much talk about everything. I don't, am I missing? Is there anything we don't talk about? Uh, on the podcast? Or no. In, oh. <laughs> in real life. No, no, we talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah we always um, bring our feelings and emotions up. And I think that that's why it's so easy to podcast because there's really nothing, no secrets in our relationship. There never have been. And it's a fun, healthy way to live your life with somebody. So for the new listeners, um, in the past, we had talked to Jeff about why I thought he should be president. We've talked about our wedding plans. I think at one time we wanted to get married at Kevin Costner's ranch. That was our pipe dream. Amazing. (laughs) Didn't work out. Um, But then our dream wedding didn't, our real dream wedding didn't end up happening this year either. So this episode is all to catch you guys up to speed um, because the last time we recorded, we were in a completely different house. It was the beginning of COVID or right before COVID happened. Um, And now we are pregnant and in a new, our dream house. And living the dream and so we kind of want to share the story of all the manifestations so um how am i the good the bad and the ugly i don't think there's any ugly (laughs) well you got your hair done the other day (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Uh, about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that actually relates to how i'm doing i am feeling full from indian and that reminds me of the feeling of being bigger these days um, and on top of that, I have brown hair at the moment. I used a filter on Instagram to make my hair look blonder, but it's pretty dark. Looks very mature. Very I don't nice. know if I like that adjective. <laughs> it's a compliment. <laughs> um, yeah, Jeff was like, wow, you look older when I got home. I was like, great. So the, the place said, you know, you can come in, get your hair blonder, like, you know, normal like highlights, put your extensions in. And then I left with brownish hair. And no extensions because they were like, oh no, like the extensions don't match anymore. I guess you're just going to have to leave. Like, and then they charged me a ton of money. So it's looking poofy tonight though. Yeah. That's where we're at. And then I'm also nostalgic because this time of year reminds me of like back to school and college. And I feel so far away from that now, probably even more now that I'm pregnant. 
And I'm also nostalgic for the show Outlander because it ended and I'm missing it. You cranked that one up pretty fast. <laughs> no, I didn't. It took me two months, I think. Uh, two weeks. <laughs> we'll say a month and a half, I think. Yeah. But I think Jeff should have watched it. Are there any Outlander fans? DM me. We can chat. I'm obsessed. Um, and that actually leads me to one of my first question uh, questions for Jeff. So I'm going to ask Jeff a bunch of questions. He's going to ask me some. We're going to go back and forth. And then we're going to tell the stories about like conception, you know, baby story. I don't know. That's called a fertility journey. It didn't really seem like a journey. It seemed like <laughs> a snap of a finger. Yeah. Um, but we'll get there. So my first question stems. Actually, I think, Jeff, I asked this to you recently, and I really enjoyed your answer um, on a date night last weekend. But um, so spoiler alert on Outlander. Um they end up during the co- the time of the colonies in America. And I just, there's so, even though I studied American history and um, when I studied politics a little bit in college, they do American history. There's so much I didn't know. And I'm not saying that this show, you know, is <laughs> accurate totally, but they just paint a really cool picture of what it was, what it would have been like to be a settler. So I asked Jeff, and I'll ask you again now, mm. If we were back in colonial times and we like had a homestead or lived near a town, what job would you do? Because when um, these people from the future go back in time, this one guy who was a professor was like, at a loss, he's like, look, I can't hunt, I can't shoot, I can't fight, I've never served in war, like I, I don't know how to make anything and I don't know how to farm. So he was kind of at a loss. So I was like, well, Jeff's pretty handy, you'd probably thrive. What would you do? Yeah, I think uh, dawn and dusk, I'd be the hunter. And during the day, I would be the blacksmith, make the weapons. Oh, really? <laughs> Pretty cool, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a heck of a way to live. Just hunt every day. Okay. Just to bring the food home for everybody. How would you like divvy that up to the colony? Do they have to buy it from you? Uh, I'm assuming... Or do you have it for our family? Yeah, I would assume you'd family first and then share with your neighbors, right? Okay. Kind of some kind of colony uh, system, yeah. Or it's uh, sheared a lot. Sure. Do you think we'd live comfortably? You think we, you'd like build our house? Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind get, dabbling in the construction. <laughs> I'm not uh, <laughs> like good at it, but uh, it is intriguing. It's fun to do. I don't mind little projects here and there. So I feel like I could grab a hammer and help out. Yeah, you've been building things around here. Yeah, a little bit. A little electricity stuff. Treadmill is still out of commission. Oh, but, yeah. What's up with the treadmill? Uh, it's two months out of commission, and they finally sent the new wire um so i replaced this wire and then uh it didn't do anything (laughs) so now they're sending a whole new console which looks like a nightmare to replace but hopefully that does a trick and we're up and running uh soon literally we got kind of addicted to that during quarantine yeah we're missing all our ifit free membership that we got with the first yeah we have the nordic we have the nordic track not the peloton we're like not peloton people and um, those classes were great. T Ribs was my running boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It's just fun to mix it up, and it's going to be cold out soon. So yeah, I know. Hopefully, get that up and running. What do you think I would do in colonial times? Ooh, um, <laughs> you make me look helpless. <laughs> you do a lot of stuff. You take care of the kids. Uh, you would prepare meals. Uh, really who does that would, you're the cook in you our would life keep the, you, would, you would keep the colony in a good good mindset you would uh, <laughs> you would be like the, the the wisdom person or whatever it's called <laughs> the wise old lady yeah 
keeping, uh, keeping everyone in a community fashion and keeping everything civil. Uh, yeah, I feel like I would have. Yeah, I think I would have done something. Like I would have been an attorney back in the day because I used to want to be an attorney really badly. Like in college, took the LSAT. Never end up going to law school. But I think about that too because I'm like, there has to be some level of law and order and dispute resolution and you know arguments between neighbors and stuff. And so yeah, I think I would have done that um okay next question then you can ask me the same one um what would you pick if you could leave your current job which for the new listeners if they don't know you manage money portfolio manager if you could leave your current job tomorrow and be qualified to do anything in the world what would your job be it's funny you asked me that night and the first thing that came out of my mouth was uh, like a John Deere farmer. <laughs> I'd be a farmer, but I think that more symbolizes um, I, I would like to work outside, um, get my hands dirty. You know, I sit at a desk mostly all day, all the time, which I, yeah, which I love my job, but uh, I think if I could do anything and you know, money wasn't an, ob- like a, an issue or worry about... Um, like to work outside, maybe like a hunting lodge, run guided hunts, work on the land, build the stands, uh, keep it up, and manage crops at the same time. Uh, something like that, I think, would be a, a fun, a fun passion. I think you could make money doing that. Yeah, yeah, it would be a uh, yeah, a little bit of a uh, land management, and uh, yeah, teach people how to hunt, uh, bring them out. That'd be cool. And then sell sell jerky in the shop in the front. Right? Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. How about yourself? What would you do, Garrett? What do you think I would do? What do I think you would do if you could do anything in the world? Be an airline pilot. I said go to outer space. Ah, I'd be an astronaut. Just keep going, yeah. Just yeah. I would like to be an astronaut if I was qualified. I always like to think I'm sort of qualified because my dad applied to NASA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that movie. Is that Step Brothers where he's like, I'm trying to tell him I'm a doctor and it's not a family business or something. <laughs> anyway um i that's crazy yeah yeah i'd love to be an astronaut i think and then my escape plan when i used to like be really depressed in boston and like just feel like or or like sometimes when i first met you i thought you were too good to be true i'm like if something happens to him i'll be devastated forever like i kind of created like a mental escape plan and it was always go to snowmass and teach ski lessons which i'm qualified for so well we could always uh Go to Mars and grow some food there. <laughs> right? Like Martian. You got to turn your phone Sorry, off. You're uh, on the job right now, hey, sir. It's Saturday night. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a third question for you, but do you have any questions for me? Yeah. Um, if you take space out of the picture, if you could travel anywhere in the world tomorrow without being on a plane for 20 hours with COVID people, <laughs> where would you go? What one place in the world would you go to tomorrow? Hmm. I kind of want to go to the pyramids. In Alaska? In Egypt. Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the pyramids in Egypt or I want to go um, to Wanaka, New Zealand. I've been there before, so maybe I shouldn't say that. But New Zealand, New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand or the pyramids I think would be really cool. Nice. Or a sacred temple in India. All right. Be cool. What about you? In the world, uh, that was my question for you. I don't know. I'll <laughs> okay. have a good answer. <laughs> I'll give you your question. What are you most scared about for when you become a dad? Most scared? Uh, just it's a major life changing event. So I, I just 
I'm just afraid or hoping that um, you know, we don't lose kind of our, our current lifestyle. Um, we're going to lose some of gonna, it. I know. I'm going to lose all of it, I guess. Uh, not be able to do the things we love. Uh, do we'll stuff fit together. them in, yeah, in, so. in their own ways when the baby's little. but Yeah, just afraid of uh, yeah, that and keeping the thing alive, I guess. <laughs> it's pretty scary. Yeah. I think eventually, though, like once our kids are like four to seven, we can throw them in ski school and we can still go snowboard or whatever. I remember seeing this guy, Brian Holland, who I used to always have in my Barry's classes. I knew he had kids, but I didn't know like what is, I didn't know he liked snowboarding or whatever. And I remember running into him at either Stratton or Sugarbush or something. Yeah, Sugarbush. And it was like, he was like running and he's like, looked all stressed out. And I'm like, hey, Brian. He's like, hey, how are you? Sorry, I'm in a hurry. And I was like, what's up? And he's like, oh, my daughter, she forgot her ski, her ski boots for ski school or something. And I was like, that's going to be us. Like, yeah. get the kids there and then go out, do our thing. Um, so that's exciting. So we have so much to catch everyone up on with, like, the our, our reality and how much it's changed. Uh, where should we start? Shall we go chronological order? Like wedding cancellation? Yeah, yeah, that one we might. Have, did we touch on that one? No, one? not no, really. We, we haven't gone. I think the last episode I did was Jeff for president. Yeah, I think. Well, we or cabin sessions or something. Yeah, quickly just canceled our. We, we postponed our wedding a full year, and now that looks a little uh, questionable. Uh, well, who knows? Now it does. Yeah. You're saying, yeah, like I think there will be masks at our wedding. But yeah, it'll probably happen. I don't want there to be, but, but yeah, we we did that with April. We pushed. We yeah, tell them what your mindset was as we closed in, uh, like beginning of April is when I had my like Zoom bachelorette. Yeah, and I was still thinking like you know all of our vendors say we can wait till June one to cancel, and I think things will turn. Like I was like it's still gonna be fine. People will travel, and then what was your mindset? Yeah, it's just it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, you know, leading up to the wedding, yeah, I couldn't get a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing was open. Um, just wasn't a fun process, and yeah, if you're gonna get married, you might as well enjoy the the process leading up to it. You want know, to be excited and uh, not just like in the back of your mind, is this gonna happen? You know, is this gonna get pulled yeah. away from us? Is it gonna be embarrassing if we cancel the last minute? And what? So, and we didn't want people. Obviously, it was a destination wedding, so we don't want people to, um, you know, book. A lot of people did book stuff, but um, wanted to try to give them as much time as possible to. To cancel and it just mm-hmm. wasn't fun. It was just no longer. We're at a point where like this is this is just not not fun. Um, so let's push it back. Yeah, I think we canceled on Cinco de Mayo is when we made it official. The fifth of May. Yep, because we were having margaritas. That was a uh, the third year of the house. Yep. Oh yeah, third yeah. year of the house. house the, cabin, the cabin. The cabin anniversary. So basically, we had several decisions at play. The, you're going to turn your phone off. I don't know. It's on. Do not you're disturb. You're so um, popular tonight. Yes. So basically when we were coming um, towards the end, of, like I was st- still trying to stay hopeful, but I couldn't get my dress altered similar to you. We still had things left to figure out like a cake. We still had to figure out just a lot of details that were on pause. And so when we were leading up to like the decision to cancel, I kept saying, if our wedding's canceled, I really want a puppy or a baby. Yeah. What'd you do? So, um, I was like, well, you know, my mindset was you, you, you have a baby once you, you get married first and then, you know, you, uh, you have a baby after you're married. So I was like, oh, let's talk about the puppy. So, um, I went on amazon.com <laughs> <laughs> and I bought a nice stuffed animal 
Chocolate Lab, Brown Lab. Yeah, Bromley. Chocolate Lab, Bromley. Bromley. Uh, he was there in two days, and <laughs> that solved that problem. It wasn't really solved. So what's kind of funny is I had said for like a year, because we were engaged for a year and a half, and I had always said like, since we want to start trying right after our wedding to get pregnant, like if I'm a little pregnant before our wedding, if I just get pregnant right before our wedding, it'd be fine. And looking back, I'm like, why did I say that? Like, I guess I was just really determined to be pregnant summer 2020. And so as we were leading up to it, I got the puppy, but I was still like, you know, kind of laying the pressure. Yeah, I was like, I really want a real puppy or a baby. But the bigger decision, so we kind of made a pact that we were going to try in May and then we were going to try in June and then we were going to kind of cut ourselves off because then but if we got pregnant in June, we'd have a four month old at the wedding. And I was like, I can handle that. If we got pregnant in May, we'd have a five month old. But we're like, you know, anything after that would be really a close call. Like, I mean, for me, I'm like, okay, my dress wouldn't fit. That wouldn't be fair to the baby. We would be just, you know, busy at the wedding, whatever. And so... And, you know, for any listeners, I'm always super open on the show, so it's going to be a little personal for a second, but um, May rolled around, and I don't know if it's because we also had to decide, do we get rid of our Boston apartment, what do we do with our wedding, um, or what, but I didn't get a period, like, all month, and so I, Jeff and I have differing opinions, I was convinced I had, like, a chemical pregnancy that wasn't viable because I had, like, this 45-day cycle, Um Jeff just thinks my body went I on think a whack. You just ran too much that month. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you ran, <laughs> you ran like, like 26 miles. miles a week for five yeah. weeks. Um, but either way, I didn't get a period till May 26, and I was really bummed because I was like, crap, like our first month of trying. And, I was, and first, we kind of thought we were dumb to try for only two months anyway because so many people we know are, have been on the journey for months or years so i think we decided late in may too we did, did we no we were no, gonna we, we late april or something? late april uh, and then we were gonna try in may but then we couldn't because i never got a period thingy, yeah. so i was like okay and just said, so the math was all over the place so then we're like what's my cycle so we bought the ovulation strips how many how many tests did you go through I took like seven tests. She's like, in no, May. it was like seventeen, and you're like, these tests are wrong. Yeah, because well, I knew, <laughs> these are wrong. I, was I like, knew, and you should. They always say if you have a longer than a forty day cycle, call the doctor. You could have a pregnancy. Sometimes it doesn't show up. Blah blah blah. I was getting these like cystic pimples. I was nauseous. Like I had all the signs of pregnancy, but anyway, wasn't a pregnancy at least according to the test. So. Then we're like, okay, well, after having seven months of regular cycles, and then the one month we want to try, it's off. We should use this. We should use June to the fullest. So we get these ovulation strips, and we start like Jeff. Tell him what you made. Never heard of before. Jeff didn't know they existed. (laughs) It's basically where you pee on this thing, like that tells you if you're uh, secreting a certain hormone that's released when you release an egg, when you ovulate. So what did you make me? So I took a red solo cup. Um, I don't even know how to explain this. I <laughs> cut 90% of the cup away. So you had like a two inch bottom of the cup, but then a long, like one inch wide all the way to the top of it's the cup. It's more like three inches. Three inches like handle to like hold onto that. And then the little 
left of the cup is is where you pee into. <laughs> it was basically like pee cup. like a mini pee cup with a, handle, with a handle, so you could like hold it up high and dip the pee cup below. Because yeah. I had to pee every morning for this trip, so I had like a special pee cup invented by Jeff. I really think you could sell those. That'd be pretty. Yeah, it's uh, sitting on the windowsill in the bathroom. <laughs> so we start. We just, well before that. I have to say before we continue with the conception or the um pregnancy journey um so we had to make the decision about the apartment and this is back when everyone still thought like oh everything's gonna be normal by september and our lease was ending may 31st and and so our landlord came down in price and i was like we beat him up because i'm like this is why would we pay this much for you know not living in the city and rates are going to be going down like you can't try to increase and he didn't budge then he finally budged a little bit and we took a second look, and we were like, okay, maybe we'll do this. Yeah, I was um, like, Jeff, we got to do it because it's a great deal. Yeah, and I, and I was like, okay, we probably will. Um, let's just sleep on it one more mm-hmm. night. And, and I we'll- wanted to sign it so bad, but I remember Anna Shookum, who's been on this podcast many a times, your spiritual, like, psychic guide. She's always told me, Jeff is, like, very intuitive and without even realizing it, and you're almost, like, kind of psychic, but you don't realize it and all this stuff. So when you were like, we need to sleep on it, I was like, okay. I'll listen. And the next day we woke up and we yeah, were you like... You don't listen to everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> High five Anna. Um, but yeah, we woke up the next yeah, day. Yeah, I thought we were. Then we both wake up. We're like, we don't even like we this hate place. This we, we just don't see ourselves going back there and enjoying it. Uh, going back And at the very least, we life. wouldn't be there for the summer. Yeah, we tried to just say we'll do a three month lease for like you know two thirds of price, and he didn't which I'm glad we didn't because we weren't we wouldn't, we wouldn't use it. it. No, so it was the best thing we did yeah. was get rid of that apartment after our house rental house fell through. Oh yeah, we were we talked to you guys we about that. We manifested a, yeah. this big beautiful house in Winchester for like half of what it, they should have been charging with the yeah, tennis deal, courts but. and a lake and yeah, we actually told that story on this podcast, but it fell through the first week of COVID because really COVID aside, I think everyone kind of knew that something big was coming when COVID started like mid-March, but it just so happened the first weekend of um, like the of the closing, the lockdown, a really big like multi 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 million dollar business deal that my former boss was working on fell through, and he was like, "I need to hold on to that house as like collateral because this deal and many he did like restaurants and hotels like his industry got screwed with COVID, so it was kind of like a foreboding thing. So he was like, "I can't lease this to you." So we had our apartment obviously to deal with. We let go of it, and then. This is like crazy timing, but the um, weekend that I actually got a positive ovulation strip was a full moon, and I had some friend girlfriends over. Jeff went to the, um, he went to, to Rhode Island to fish, hmm. and then the next morning I was having coffee talking to Jeff's sister, and I just watched my hands. I, I don't even know why or how or what I was even thinking about because I was listening to her t- talk about something. And I Googled houses for sale in Bow, which is our town. And out of nowhere, this this house just popped off the page. And I was like, holy crap, the houses like this exist in our town? Like, it looked like my <laughs> ideal ski lodge. Like, literally from my mind movie, from my vision board. I was like, what? So I sent it to Jeff. What did you think when I texted it to you? I was fishing. I don't like looking at my phone when I'm fishing. But um, <laughs> I pulled the picture up. And I was like, oh, this looks like a reasonable price for this house. Yeah, your, like your response thinking. was like, price isn't bad. Yeah. Like, not, I was like, why is she sending me a house? I was like, what the heck? 
Ah, uh, but I was like, oh yeah, that's that's a nice house. Because we weren't on the market. We <laughs> yeah, were on the we market were... for a dresser and a baby. Yeah, we weren't looking for a house. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's a nice house. It looks nice. It's a reasonable price for that that house. Um, but that was it. And then I was like, all right, I'll be home later. Yeah, like we didn't really think much of it. But I just pretty much obsessed over it all day. We had the positive ovulation strip, and I kind of started visual putting all the pieces together. Like, okay. This is my dream house. It's a big house. I don't even know, like, you know, if I were someone else on the market, I would snatch this house up in a second. It's probably going to be away, but it had been on the market for like 90 days. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it was, it started in February. Um, they listed it in February, which is a pretty crappy time to list a house, I think, especially in New Hampshire in the middle of the winter. COVID. But, um, and then COVID hit a month later. So they had dropped the price in May or June. May. It was May. Yeah. Yeah, because we hadn't. Dropped the price twice, kind of fast. Um, so they were about a hundred grand from their starting price. Um, so uh, and then the only reason I entertained looking at it was, um, oh yeah, like my sister dug up where it was. Wait, let me tell the other you, story. You can, you can go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just love telling it this way. So I think that the listeners would actually already know the answer to this because I'm pretty sure I've asked you this question before on this podcast. But, like, if you ask Jeff, what are your goals? Oh, yeah, we did, like, goals and visions together on this podcast before. But, like, Jeff, what's your vision? What What do you want in life? If you retired early, what do you want? If you want a million dollars or if you won the lottery, what do you want? It was always, I want a 1,000 acres. 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 Minimum, yeah. And I was like, I want a house in Aspen, um, ski house, something that looks like a lodge that's, like, big and cozy and whatever. So this house, when I saw it, I'm sitting here like, oh my God, this is my dream house. It's in the town that we know we like. Um, but crap, it's only on four acres. Our current cabin's on nine. Jeff's never going to go for this. And then mm-hmm. his sister pulled up the tax maps on her hunting app. You guys both have it. It shows you like who owns the land where you are. And it turns out, now you can tell him. Uh, it it abuts or borders the um, uh, Nodding Cook Forest, which is a bow... Uh, Bo owns the land. It's a town public forest. Land. It's public land. So and how about, much? There's like two parcels that kind of connect, and they're um, a, a total of almost I think 800 acres combined with access to more other land you can get. And plus to. you have nine. Plus you have four. So we pretty <laughs> much got a thousand <laughs> acres. A little short there, but but literally if you look out yeah. our back into our backyard, it's like you just see land for miles and miles and miles. Yeah, and it's public land, so you can hunt on it. Uh, you can fish. Well, there's not much water, but um. Public land, you can do whatever you want. There's trails, so there will be people There's out people, there. There's people, but, but we, don't, uh, we haven't like run into any, really. Um, we're kind of not near the entrance. So um, you know, people that do get this far, they've been hiking for a little bit. They'll get out here, but not as much. And then um, yeah, there's just a lot of land that's non-trail that you can... And we still have explore. like yeah. an acre and a half going back behind the property. Yeah, it's not go, like they're like literally walking in the backyard. Like three, we have about three acres going backwards. Um, so we have some some of that, and then got a little treehouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there in the backyard, and then in the best part is um, you're up high, uh, so you overlook um, mountain mountain views. Yeah, so I literally cool. manifested my mountain home, and it's window. only yeah. four minutes from the cabin, and so the cabin, um, we you know we're in the same town, we're four minutes away, and it's the whole thing of like you miss the forest for the trees. It's like we missed the views for the trees. We didn't realize this whole time that there were mountains all around us because we couldn't see them through the forest, and now. We overlook it all, and I just wake up to mountain views, and it's it's really been a hard, like not a hard adjustment, like poor me, like a like my I I'm trying to like I have to pinch myself every day, 
And so, yeah, it's just it's been a kind of a it was a crazy uh, process that we don't need to get into, but um, just trying to get the house, trying to put an offer in the banks, yeah. this COVID affecting that stuff, um, you know, missing our deadlines with once we had a purchase and sale sign. So it was uh, it was kind of a crazy process, and then, yeah, but then uh, everything came through, and then um, since then it's been it's been a crazy process trying to get furniture here. It's just everyone's buying stuff, so it's back order delays shipping everyone's it's, it's, redoing it's their like, home so yeah. it's like you want to just move in and just make it your home yeah um, it's been like camping it's, here it's for a little a, while yeah we're still sleeping on the floor and stuff but hey, well we're sleeping in a bed on the floor <laughs> they're not like on the wood <laughs> but we have three beds that we just got um garrett's parents were nice enough to send us yeah some furniture from indiana that that just came um two weeks ago a week and a half ago yeah that's been great addition. So we're getting little by little piecing it together. So. Yeah, and Jeff's seen yeah. a bobcat and some deer in the backyard. Yeah, I've seen seen some uh, some critters, and I've only been yeah. all back once so far, which is odd. I yeah, just haven't had time to explore. But yeah. hunting season is in full swing, so I'll, I'll be back. You, there tra- soon. you tried to hunt some bears. I want to yeah. ask you about that, but maybe in a second. Yeah. Um. So back to the timing. I find this all super interesting. So when we decide we're going to conceive obviously it doesn't happen the first month second month kicks off with a full moon i find the house we test positive for this ovulation strip we're pretty much like unless there's something wrong with you or me like that means we're pregnant because we timed it right we conceived so then we're headed to nantucket two weeks after uh the the day after we found out that the owners of this house the former owners accepted our offer so we're like oh my gosh we, they accepted our offer, which side note, I know Jeff didn't want to get into it. I won't go into fine details, but it was really this manifestation of all of our family helping from my parents helping with furniture and they kind of came in to save the day later, but Jeff's parents helping with like a, a gift, a money, a money gift and my grandma giving us our wedding gift early and your grandparents had given you a bond before. Like we were really like, because we weren't on the market yeah. and we already, I mean you technically, it's like your house, um, you own the cabin. It was like the only reason it was even possible for us was because I no longer had a rent because we gave up the apartment. So it wasn't like we're like, let's give up the apartment. And this is just is a side note, like I'm sort of coaching on like manifestation. Like I didn't know how I would end up in my dream house. I didn't know. I wasn't like, I'm going to let go of my apartment so I can have money available. To, like I was going to save. You you told me to sell the boat. No, I didn't. <laughs> and the Jeep. I was no, like, oh, I, no, 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 no. No, I didn't. Uh, and also, I don't think you mentioned... Um, you, my family, uh, my sister, my father. Yeah, that I was getting. Uh, yeah, step mom and uh, step brother. Uh, basically, became they, our renters. They took on the rent uh, for the cabin, or they didn't take on the rent. They, yeah, they offered to pay we didn't rent want to, sell to it. use it because we, we weren't even planning on moving. And my sister was living there, and, and she was about to move out, and we kind of put the the hold like, on wait, that. Wait, like, don't, just, don't just move. Give us a couple weeks. Don't get rid of that place. You yeah. Found. So uh, that was like a last, literally last second thing. And then my dad came through with like ideas of um, him, my stepmom, stepbrother. Like uh, using, using it as it a Because they love New Hampshire. They love visiting and um, kind of piecing that together with my sister to, to cover basically uh, like a rental payment that, you know, yeah. will help us uh, to, to keep hold on to yeah. it. Yeah. Because so we love the cabin. I mean, It like, was like could, truly a family affair to get it yeah, all done. Yeah, families came together. So back to the timeline, we go head into Nantucket. I'm like, you know, convinced I'm pregnant, although it would have only been like two weeks or I would have been just rounding out about four weeks pregnant, but like too early to test or three and a half. 
And so we were, and I, I was trying not to jinx it too, because I, again, I have so many friends that have had longer fertility journeys that I was like, I'm not going to start drinking just because I might be start. pregnant. Sorry, stop drinking. <laughs> I'm because, pregnant. I'm going to start drinking. Yeah, <laughs> stop drinking because I'm pregnant. Woo. So the night that they accepted our offer, um, we had, we call it, we're calling it like the champagne gate number two, because Ugh. we just drank champagne all night. And um, I woke up with like a little eye issue, but I was like, oh, it's fine. So we go to Nantucket and we tell our friends like, hey, like we, we hadn't told anyone. We're like, we're working on this secret project and like, it's going to work. Like they accepted our offer and we were super excited. But whatever champagne gate led to my eye puffiness, when I got to Nantucket, my eyes were like, like tell them, I don't even know how to describe it. Scary. What happened? Uh, like your your one of your eyes blew up like uh, sw- swelled like couldn't up, even barely see out of it and like you had to wear sunglasses because it was just like <laughs> scary it was frightening. you like put it, them it, on and like it went from like okay you get a little you know a little swelling red little which itchy. is funky looking but uh, within like an hour or two it just like blew, like the histamines yeah. exploded the histamines exploded I was using up. my inhaler was, was like, holy cow anytime I have allergies I have to use my inhaler like immediately. So knowing that my asthma was acting up and I just had no clue why the heck my face was blowing up and just with the record I have with hospitalizations, I was like, Jeff, can you please take me to the ER? We had literally got off the boat, went to lunch in the harbor and then decided to um, go check into this house that our friends rented. And as soon as we got to the house that's when we went to the er and you knew about the er uh yeah er on nantucket it's like a little cottage hospital <laughs> it's actually nice they <laughs> it's redid beautiful. it yeah it's beautiful it's kind of uh, big but uh, yeah, i yeah uh, i used to date a traveling nurse that had worked out there in the summer a couple, what's, of, a couple so, summers. And yeah. what's so weird is i already knew about this like i almost met her because we stayed in her tiny cabin in wyoming in uh 2018 and so 2019 sorry we already engaged so 2019 yep so i like know of her i know we we've talked about her on this podcast because we've talked about my exes we talked about all that stuff but so her name came up because like oh i used to go see her she used to work here and so we go to the doctor they're like look we can't really tell you why this is happening we're going to give you a prednisone we're going to give you zyrtec i had already taken benadryl they gave me a pepsid for some reason and then they like set me on my way and I had told one of my friends that was there, I said, look, um, I'm pretty sure my chances of being pregnant are good, but like, I'm still going to drink this weekend because again, I don't want to jinx it. And like, I don't know, it's only my real first month really trying. And so we go back to, you know, being a young couple on a summer night in Nantucket, yes. you grilled sausages, we're drinking, having a great time. And then what happened? We got our dancing on. So I was really yeah. excited uh. because I hadn't traveled in so long to, um, well, one, we were in Nantucket, so I was excited, but two, because Jeff and I were gearing up for this trip. We were able to still be going on um, to this ranch in Colorado. And at the ranch, you do square dancing. So I was making my friend Lauren, like, two-step with me, and I was trying to teach her, and, you know, I was pretty drunk, but I was, you know, I was, like, two-stepping, and... Then I was like, okay, Mike, your turn. And then I was making him dance with me. And we're all just, I mean, it was like a giggle fest. At least Mike and I were like full-blown giggle fest. And then everyone was like, Jeff and Garrett, like, give us a preview for the wedding next year. I was, I was trying to be the DJ. Like, I can't dance. I'm the DJ. I'm playing the music. So 
I can't dance, but uh, then we got I, you over. I got up on the floor, and, and then, then we got uh, like a Taylor Swift song, which is perfect because, uh, like, you know, that's not, that's always a good jam. She go wild, and things got wild, and like our moves were violent. Like I, I mean, we're in a kitchen too, by the way. So like cabinets, refrigerator handles, like there was stuff in the way for sure. And like Jeff was picking me up and putting me down, and so I have a conscious. I wasn't like blacked out. Like I have this memory. Jeff went down to a push up position, and I remembered. That on our first couple dates, uh, we thought it would be funny for me to do a him to do a push up with me on his back. So I go down to like <laughs> get on his back, and he literally was just like, doing get, some like, version of like, like a, a burpee or the worm, or like a hair he, flip or something. He like went down, moved my head back, and then whipped his head back to come up, and I was on my way down from behind him to get on his back, and my two front teeth nailed the back of my the back head. of his head. Yeah, so, so I freak out in a full-blown trauma. I start screaming. There's blood flying. Your, your teeth bent back. In they your bent mouth. back. They pulled down and then got pushed back. Like if I hadn't had the permanent retainer, I would have swallowed them. You could have. They could have fallen out. Well, yeah, they're still in your mouth. They got they stuck were, in the retainer. Yeah. Then my head. Uh, <laughs> you like took a bite out of my head. <laughs> but, Literally. Yeah. But that was. But uh, we were like running uh, the bathroom because everything in Nantucket is white, and it wasn't like a new house, but it was a nice house, and I'm like. I'm going to get blood everywhere. I'm, I'm totally freaking out too because you just know. When your teeth get hit, I was just hoping that they were either chipped or they were like bumped and it just cut me. I was praying. They, I was too scared to look. Yeah, Remember, yeah. we went to the bathroom and I had my head over the sink because blood was just was like, pouring out. I was like, I looked at him. I was like, this is not good. <laughs> just put cold water. Yeah. Cold yeah. water on. And I don't even really know if it was you it or Daniela that helped me get from the bathroom back to the table because I was in shock. I just remember one second I was over the sink, blood was flowing into the sink, and then the next second I was at the table, and we were all like, we all went from this like cheerful, giggly night to all sitting at a dinner table like, what do we do? Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was crazy. <laughs> how did I get there though? Do you know? like, how, Who got me into the table and like the blood to stop? Did I just have paper towel in my mouth? I was The blood, I bleeding was, stopped. I was looking for a way to get you fixed, so mm-hmm. it wasn't me. Um, must have been Daniela or Lauren, yeah, both, Lauren of them. Probably, both of them. They, yeah. yeah, they were with you. Um, I was like, "How do we? We can't go back to the same." Oh hospital. yeah, Jeff was worried because <laughs> they, they, well, think I, they, yeah, they asked, they asked a question like, "Do you feel safe with who you're with? Like, do you feel in harm in any way in your partnership?" And so it would have looked super weird if I come in with two swollen eyes and then I come back with my teeth missing. And but at the same time, we. I don't know if it was you or Daniela. Someone had the wherewithal also, I think it was you, to be like, there's not going to be like an oral a, surgeon an oral at, at hospital. the hospital. Yeah. yeah. So you ended up contacting your ex. Yeah. Who's usually off the grid. So it was really crazy that she was even on I, um, Instagram. Yeah, I just, because her, uh, her aunt lives out there with their cousins, um, a couple cousins, um, Grew up on Nantucket, so I was like, I was just like, hey, it's like nine something at night. Almost it was like 10, 10. 10 o'clock yeah. at night. I was like, hey, sorry to bug you. Um, I had actually been in touch earlier that day because I took like, a hey, picture yeah. of the hospital yeah. where she used to work. Um, I'm like, yeah, we're at the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's all right. Uh, so at least we, we had it wasn't just out of the blue, yeah. um, which was probably a good thing. But um, just said, hey, do you, uh, you know where we could get some teeth fixed <laughs> late at night? And you know, she ended up. Um, contacting her cousins because i think her cousin had a same a similar incident where he got two of his teeth knocked out bike riding or something 
And so they had this dentist's name. They didn't have his number. So they looked in the yellow pages. They sent me a picture of the yellow pages. Yeah, like, it's it this like a- Robert's guy. I think it's the one on this driveway yeah. in the yellow. Like whoever uses a phone book. I haven't, yeah, I haven't never, seen I a phone seen book in like year. 15 years. Uh, but anyway, it was. I called that number. Like some lady picks up. I'm like, hey. Uh, we it's like, an you know, incident. by this point, it's 10 at night. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, duh. On a Saturday. You know, we had an accident. Our teeth are blah, blah, blah. And um, she put her husband on the phone. And he's like, all right, all right. I'll meet you at my office in 45 minutes. It's this right. I thought he said like 25. It happened pretty uh, quick. A half hour yeah. or something. It was pretty quick. And he gave He's us like, the address. The and- we get there safely, thank goodness. And I remember we walk in and this old man, it's almost like he was, um, you know when older men shave, start shaving their head because they would be bald? But then if they like forget to shave their head for like a couple weeks, like the sides have like stubble. Like he had that going on. I'm like, he definitely looked older. And then he had this, like, ar- a gray army t-shirt on that just said, like, army. And he was like, come on back. And I'm like, this is, like, straight up trauma, right? My teeth are, like, hanging by a thread. I'm still bleeding. Um, thank goodness I had some alcohol in my system because I am, like, like you know, he's going to shoot up needles. I did remember that I was allergic to lidocaine, so I told him that. And then when he was like, are you scared of needles? And I was like, if I can do Botox, I can do this. <laughs> And so, because I had this kind of traumatic thing with filler last year in my cheeks, and they stick this huge needle in, and I was like, okay, if I can do that, I can do this. And so I kind of zoned out, and he was, how long was he working on me? Like, it's like an hour. Like an hour. Yeah. And he basically put my, pulled my teeth forward, pushed them back up and into my mouth, and somehow got them in the nearly perfect placement. And then he put some permanent, like, um, I don't know if anyone listening has had braces, but the stuff that the brace sits on, it's like this glue. He put that in between my front four teeth to hold them there, and he was calling it a temporary brace. And um, I was so out of it by the end. I walked out. Jeff was like, oh, my gosh, you're good. I think he charged me like $1,000 and was like, all right, here's some antibiotics. Take these because, by the way, you're at severe risk of infection. You need to see a surgeon soon. You need to figure out what's going on. Like, he was basically like, I just triaged you, but this is not the end, right? You're not better. And so with all of that, I ended up getting my period. So I wasn't pregnant um, or maybe it was the debate. Whatever was happening was like, abort. It's not safe. Like, this is traumatic. <laughs> Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Um, and then the next day, knowing the situation with COVID, I was like, I don't want to go to the Boston ER Getting into a Boston maxillofacial surgeon right now would be nearly impossible. And my dentist was not an endodontist. Plus, I didn't like my dentist. So I ended up calling my dad and seeing if I could go home to my indie dentist. And they knew someone who could see me by 8 a.m. So I flew back to Indy on Sunday, got to an endodontist by 8 a.m. And she was like kind of giving me the game plan. Like, you're going to need root canals, if not implants. We need to see how it heals. So I was able to kind of be like nursed by my mom back to health for like a week. And then you came to Indy because that was the plan anyway. And we were both kind of like, man, like we missed our chance. Like we missed our chance to get pregnant. But hey, you know what? We got a house. Like we didn't get a puppy. We didn't get a baby. But we got a house and it's all going to happen when it's supposed to. And thank goodness my teeth are fine. And then we were with my mom and my dad like in Indy. And then we were with my grandma and my dad in Colorado and then what would have been our wedding night, we get to a cabin in Colorado. And I'm like, look, it's been about 11 to 12 days since my period, but that wasn't even regularly timed. Who knows what's even my body's even doing. But the whole time between teeth incident to our wedding, which our wedding would have been a full moon, which is kind of cool. So we have 
full moon and then my teeth got knocked out on the summer solstice new moon and then full moon I'm like I want to try I'm like I just want to try and I remember you saying like don't get your hopes up like your cycle is not anywhere where it should be right I had the really long cycle in May then I had this like two and a half week weird cycle or three and a half week cycle and then um sure enough boom what would have been our wedding night what is what i said the whole time what yeah would have happened? like yeah. even when jeff like before he ever proposed to me he always used to say like yeah you just like go to your wedding night and then you get a baby i'm like yeah just like that uh, no you don't i'm uh, half kidding because my um one of my best friends uh, that's what happened to them he's like on the wedding night we got pregnant, and nine and months I, later, we had a kid. So, and I, oh, that's a, and I he's mean, like, that's what, what happens. Chances. Yeah, like, and I, I was like, Jeff, joking, do you know how much has to be in order for that to happen? Yeah, like, no, that's you not hear, possible. You hear all the stories of how difficult it is. Yeah. So you never you never know. We had no idea, and we kind of like gave but, up a little bit, but just whatever happens. But what's so crazy happens, is that and, that really long, weird cycle, whether it was a chemical pregnancy or I lost it because of the... Um, running and then the teeth getting knocked out causing an earlier period it's like all of that led to being perfectly timed to conceive on what would have been our wedding night which is nuts and then tell them when the due date is uh march 28th which is a very popular date in this household why it is my birthday (laughs) and it's on your (laughs) Birthday. My birthday is the dude day, so, which yeah, obviously it could come in. Yeah. So basically, during this whole teeth incident, we have this offer accepted on a house, and we're like, okay, great. This house is going to work. We're going to make it happen. I'm like already talking to our friend Kate. Shout out to Kate. She's an amazing interior designer. If you need one, let me know. I'll give you her contact. Um, but but you were like, don't jinx it. And then we got approved, right? The reason we could even make an offer was because we got pre-approved for a mortgage, right? Yeah, that's the first step. And then we go on this trip, and I'm home in Indy. Then we go on the trip to Colorado, and the whole time we're back and forth with the banks. Yeah, the the banks, um, we changed banks because the first bank didn't give us a great um, pre-approval offer. And then we changed banks, and we're working with this kind of intermediary company that facilitates it. Then the banks, you know, they asked me for more information, this and that. It was just me on the loan at first. Um, but then, like, some stuff didn't qualify. Like, your family can't rent your other house. That doesn't count because they're your family. So that's not income for you. That just doesn't count. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's debt that you have to pay and you don't have any income. So uh, the ratios weren't working out. Uh, so we threw Garrett on the loan and then everything seemed okay. And they said, oh, yeah, we'll be fine. We're just going to push some yeah. extensions back because we had signed a pretty aggressive. Oh, yeah. The owners wanted to get out of here in two seconds. They didn't want to dick around with somebody that couldn't afford a house. <laughs> so they wanted to be like, okay, you got two weeks to have a, a loan secured. And then we pushed it back two weeks. And then we pushed it back three days. And then we asked for another week. Um, and then the day we found out you're pregnant. Yeah, you're speeding up, but that's great. So we did we miss something? Well, it was just like it was taking forever, and we kept thinking we are going to miss these deadlines. And then what happens? Like I don't want to say we were one foot out the door, but we were like we had. I remember my mom saying like I can tell you guys really want this house because you're going through so many hassles to make sure this works. But so few banks were loaning money, so there was risk. And so on. So on this, the side note is that when we were at the ranch. By that Friday, so we conceived on like Sunday. By that Friday, I was like, my boobs look huge. Like I was like, something's going on with my body. Maybe I'm pregnant, but I'm like, I'm probably, that's nuts. Like how would I be pregnant? And then I got home to Indy and I kept telling my mom, like I was spending a lot of time with my mom. And one day we're on the way to the mall and I was like, I'm so nauseous. 
And then I paused. I was like, maybe I'm hungry. And she's like, really? Like, you're always hungry and you're never nauseous. You're probably pregnant. (laughs) And I was like... You're always hungry. It can't be that. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like... I was like, uh, I don't think so. And then she's like, maybe you're pregnant. I'm like, I don't think so because... And I kind of caught her up to speed on like these crazy cycles I had and we were at the ranch but like we didn't have our ovulation strips all the stuff because we told like most of our friends family we were trying we didn't have our Walmart pregnancy tests yeah we didn't have any pregnancy tests ovulation (laughs) and then um, I got home to New Hampshire and we had to go to the bank on Monday and because we were trying to get some accounts ready new accounts as a couple so that if this whole bank thing worked out we had a bank account together and on the way to the bank, do you remember? I was like, can you pull over? I'm so nauseous. And like, I came home and ate crackers and laid on the couch. Yeah. And I was like, this is not me. And then Tuesday night, I don't remember what we had for dinner, but I was like, you know what? It's Taco, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Probably. But I remember being like, I really want a glass of wine. So I poured a glass of wine, some like apothic cheap brand that I've probably drank a million times. And I was like, this is disgusting. Like, why would I have like what is this wine this was, is so gross there was a white wine that your grandma used to drink uh, that happened too but uh-huh. apothic red was what I drank that night and I was like I thought to myself I'm taking a pregnancy test tomorrow because I feel so nauseous and I really honestly needed like probably four more days till I like had a quote unquote missed period but I was like you know what I, I kind of scarred myself because I took so many in May I was like I'm an idiot I shouldn't take one so, but the next morning I was like, there's all these weird signs with the nausea, the wine not tasting right, the fatigue. I'm just going to take it. So the next morning I get up, I go to the bathroom. Jeff's like, I have to go, I have to go. Hurry, hurry. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I use my little pee cup. I put the pregnancy test in the pee and then I leave it on the counter. Cause I was like, one, it's negative. Like I don't want to get my hopes up. So a lot of negatives. And we saw a lot <laughs> yeah. of negatives. So expectation. So then I was like walking down the stairs and Jeff's like, uh, I was like, oh, you might want to look at this one. I was like, don't say that. That's <laughs> not a funny joke. Like I'm like, uh, I'm so yeah, pissed. I want to look at this one. He's like, no, I'm serious. You might want to look at this. And then when I came up, like you were crying. Like, what? Yes, crying. you were. I was not crying. Yes, you were. And I was, and then we nah, were like I tearing s- up. Spilled the cup on my face. No, I wasn't crying. But yes, was, you were. Uh, it was emotional. We were, you were shaking and tearing up. You were shaking and tearing we up. We both were. We were like, oh, what did we do? It worked. Like, what is wrong with it? Where is the knot? Yeah. <laughs> Where is the knot pregnant? Where it was. The, and and then I was like, I had just peed, right? So I didn't have to pee. But I was like, I'm taking another one because um, I just, I, yes. what if this is a fluke? So I, the one that we had taken was a pregnancy where it literally says pregnant, not like uh, lines. But it came in a box of this like high tech one that I had used, and then an old school one. So I take, I didn't even have enough to fill a cup. I just trickled like a drop of pee onto this old school pregnancy test, and I was probably like, "Oh, this." I was thinking it's not even enough pee to like pick it up because I'm also early. Like I, I, I'm like not even. I'm like the five days before your missed period timing. This, this is probably this is nuts. And then sure enough, even that triggered positive. Like, yeah, right. So I was Let's like, oh no. And then I was like, maybe I've been pregnant. Maybe that night my teeth came out. It was like, you can sometimes get um, uh, implantation bleeding when you get pregnant. So then we were like worried for a while. Like, how pregnant am I? <laughs> like, 
And so, um, so we go about our day. We're like so then excited. You're, no, then you're like, oh, I, I must have twins because that was yeah a little later. I thought <laughs> I was, I was like, having twins. You could just be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird. I was having twins. Um, but then, so then we're like going about our day. I called my mom to tell her. We told Jeff's sister because she was living with us. Um, but we're like, okay, we'll probably wait to tell some people. But then the banks came back, and we had to like ask my dad for some help to like basically help us get it so that we could then loan money back to him. How did that work? Well, so the long story short, the appraisal, we had an appraisal. Uh, the town has an appraisal. Yeah. Zillow has an appraisal. And then uh, they, they all aligned. They all were, you know, some were higher than the purchase price. Uh, some the others were in line. And then uh, JP Morgan Chicago lady has her own appraisal and it's uh, $165,000 less than all the, yeah. three, the, the, the town of New Hampshire and the New Hampshire guy and then uh, uh, Zillow, which is So the know, bank was like, accurate. we're not loaning you. So money. no, they're like, we're loaning the money, but we're only oh, maybe 80% yeah. of the loan. Then we would uh, have to put down so way more than we were ready we to. We had to put down more money and either A, we had to liquidate retirement accounts, which is not, not ideal, ideal yeah. or B, just see if someone would um, step in. Yeah, and help us out if they could, and then we would reimburse them. Because um, if if so let's that. say which which is what happened, like if my dad, we were thinking, okay, if my dad can buy it, and then we have full equity in the house, he can turn around get a complete so you, big then you, loan. You basically refinance, but you're not refinancing anything. You own the house, so you're just taking a, almost like a home equity line. You're yeah, taking a, you're taking a mortgage out on a house you own. So um, then, but a conventional the- mortgage, not a jumbo, which is a different set of circumstances. Um, less scrutiny and, and obviously we you know we qualified for the jumbo yeah, it just we, wasn't what we liked so we said well instead of taking that let's just let's do a conventional and then we'll yeah. have to come up with a difference uh, over a certain amount of time and yeah. uh, it all worked out but so it, was, it all it was, worked it was, out it was, and it was, we got like, him wired the money back and so everything two days we had but to we had to tell out. him because we had just found out we were pregnant and at that point I was like we can't not get this house like we were having a baby we need more space well we put $20,000 oh, down we put so money down you lose the house you lose the house not a big deal but then you lose 20 grand yeah. <laughs> like, ah, and we really man. really really wanted the house oh, yeah. that day was like it was just it was crazy. It was like so three days of nuts, yeah. that whole thing happened. So from you know June fourth to July twenty second, it was like we found the house, we got the house, I got pregnant, and we started trying that like in June. So it was really nutty for both things to be so aligned and so perfect. And it was cool for us to like move into this house, being like we're pregnant. It's three of us moving in here, like and. Yeah. Um, so we're not, we haven't started setting up the nursery cause we're actually supposed to find out the sex this week so we can start planning it, but, um, we never got our results back. So, not yet. Yeah. so it's been kind of crazy and exciting. And did you think like when, when we were like kind of talking about it, obviously you had to consent. I couldn't like just try to get pregnant on my own. Um, and it took you a little longer than it took me, obviously. I ha- you kind of had to think about it. But did you really think when you consented to like, okay, fine, we can try for two months. Did you really think that it would happen? I don't remember ever consenting to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was a little nervous, to be honest. I, I, you always think of it as something in the future. Um, I was like, I got time. I'm not married yet. We haven't had our wedding. It, yeah, it's, it's just like almost 40. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting knocking on the door 40. Um in a few years. Yeah, you're 37. So, okay. 38 when the baby's born. Uh, yeah, the baby will be zero. Um, so I was a little, I was a little, a little nervous, and then um, just not, just thinking it's in the future. It's in the future. I got time. I got time. I got time. And then all of a sudden, the future is in your face earlier than I what did. you expected. 
Oh, without being married, it was just kind of like, oh, I don't know about this. I think the thing that you get held up with the marriage is funny because it's like we've lived together for three, over three years. You're 37 years old and there's a ring on my finger. It's not like we're 20 and we're this unwed pregnant couple. But I don't even even have a suit to my own wedding yet, so (laughs) I just didn't feel right becoming a dad before having a suit, you know. <laughs> no, it just kind of just kind of snuck up a little faster than I expected. So yeah, you, yeah. Get, you get a little. A That's little, why I thought maybe you just didn't think something. it would happen that fast. Yeah, no, I was just caught. It was caught off guard, I guess, is the best way to put it. Like, oh, am I ready? I, you know, yeah. this is happening fast, faster than I, I planned or thought. So it was a little different, but hey, it's all good. And yeah. I don't think it's even hit me yet. I think it's still. Uh, they say that it doesn't really hit men for a while. Yeah, I think once you. It's not your body, and I don't look that different yet. Yeah, once I think, once you get a little closer, once you get a little bump going, um, yeah, then I think I'll, I'll sink in a little more. But uh, what about going to the doctor's appointment with me? Yeah, you yeah, know, it's it's exciting. It's like emotional. It's exciting seeing the seeing the ultrasounds mm-hmm. uh, is wild. So it's it's starting to. But um, we've just had so much other stuff happening. It's been like trying to focus on one thing or the other it's just uh yeah wow. i think that's also why you haven't been able to focus on it because you've been doing so much for like oh, just the, the bank stuff, stuff the bank house stuff, stuff bank getting, stuff's still going on yeah we're just like you're like making sure keeping track of all the furniture we're ordering and um i will say i have this weird premonition that there's gonna definitely be like a second lockdown just based on how um how we don't really, we still don't really know much about the virus. Nothing has really changed since March. I mean, we know a little more about like, okay, masks are helpful. It doesn't live on surfaces, but like with the cold and like we've had a good summer, not we, but like general population has had a summer because you can go outside and you can eat outside and you can socialize outside. But come winter, I really think it's going to end up being a second quarantine. And that's right when I'm going to be like a big roly poly so I'm kind of excited because, like, I won't have to, like, try to dress myself with this big bump. I can just lay around the house in, like, quarantine mode. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, uh, looking at Europe, um, things aren't looking great. So I, I don't think there'll be another lockdown. but uh, Some form of it, though. Like, I mean, people will still, slow they won't shut down the economy, but, like, people aren't going to be doing gatherings or meeting for dinner and, like. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a, a while. Yeah, it's kind of strange how it all has happened, but yeah. we've had a great year. Like, yeah, it's it's hard. It's tough to. It's like we've had an awesome year, but we know how many people have had such a really tough, a tough year, yeah. or you know, people losing their life. So it's hard to be, you know, super excited when yeah. all the stuff around you is, is not ideal. But yeah, you know, just uh, hope for the best. And it's been really nice when people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry about your wedding. But when they say that, I'm like, no, that's great. I'm like, yeah, and I'm also like, you don't need to be sorry for me. Like, there time. are people losing their jobs. Like, yeah, I canceled a, a wedding, and I'm, it's like if it was like blonde uh, girls in Boston with blue eyes that have destination weddings have to cancel their wedding, I would feel personally attacked. But it's like not just East Coast, not just our country. It's the whole world had to cancel their weddings or postpone them. So yeah, I'm like, not a big deal. Yeah, and I think. I, I'm of the opinion that like we should just get married next year, no matter what, even if we have to do it in our own backyard, or even if we have to do it in snowmass with masks on, because I want to wait. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I feel like there'll be some fashion of a wedding next year. What do you think was the most intense part of our summer? The teeth falling out, finding out we were pregnant. Or moving into our dream house. Like, what was the most intense physical experience for you? The, the most unexpected was moving into our house. <laughs> yeah. What about we 
expected that? No, but accidents can happen anytime. And yeah. Luckily, that was bad, but it was it, it wasn't could have been worse. It we, well, thanks to your ex, or, we got this dream doctor to open yeah. his studio or studio. Paul. Yeah, Paul Roberts. Yeah, Paul Roberts. Everyone, like, go Nantucket, find Paul Roberts indeed. on Nantucket. Yeah, great guy. Great um, guy. Yeah, uh, pregnancy thing like that 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 would have maybe happened if things weren't COVID related. So that that wouldn't That's like a shock. But uh, the biggest certainly shock. It actually it happening was uh, like okay, this this is this works. This mm-hmm. is how it was supposed to happen, and it did. Luckily, we were fortunate to. Yeah, so many things had to, to be, be able annoying. to do that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of problems or, or hiccups. So. so I have two more questions. One question is going to be longer because it's more of like a story, but. To wrap, to tie a bow on the pregnancy, um, I mean, for my first trimester, I was actually home and low, like just for people out there who are really scared of COVID, I know it's super scary um, and I don't know for sure because I never got tested if I have the antibodies, but I had to fly 10 different flights to and from Indy to be there for my teeth and my root canals and I had to do them with being pregnant and feeling awful and I mean, for me, that was probably the most intense part of my summer is that like having a million needles and doing root canals without pain meds and I mean just really not fun and working the whole time and feeling nauseous and awful and like you're dying and hungover all day um but I had to take all these flights and I was fine and that was kind of one of those shocking things because you're like okay if I am exposing myself to 200 strangers plus all the people at the airports because Boston and New Hampshire stopped doing direct flights yeah, you can fly. So I had to fly either Texas. like New Hampshire, Baltimore, Indy, or Boston, Chicago, Indy. But anyway, my whole point in telling this, I was actually home for three weeks out of the first nine, I want to say. So you didn't even have to see me at my like worst misery. Because hmm. I spent like, I just will forever remember this pregnancy, like spending a lot of time in my childhood bedroom laying down in the middle of the day because I like, I'd have morning calls for clients. And then I would lay down and I was like, that was it. Like, I just felt awful. So the question, my whole disclaimer is it's not that fair because you weren't around me through all of it. But what has it been like to deal with me when pregnant? <laughs> um, not, not. I mean, we had a couple, I guess, uh, fights or conversations that um, I, yeah, it seemed like this wouldn't happen. <laughs> like uh, emotions are running higher. Not, I'm not blaming you or anything, but it was it certainly was escalated um, you know, a couple of times. But that besides that, uh, you know, obviously food stuff um, has been different. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the cravings and the um, eating and Quantity. stuff like that. And, and you know, we've always kind of had a relationship around food. With you know, obviously you <laughs> teach stuff about food and um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just and now you can eat whatever you. You want it's kind of like it's kind of funny to see um, well some of the things you choose and yeah it's not like I can and I didn't before it's more just like for literally as my mom said today self preservation like I would just crave a box of macaroni and like right now to be honest I think I scarred myself I don't want anything to do with macaroni in the second trimester like I, it sounds so gross but. When I was in the first trimester, it was like all I could think Mac about. Cheese. Well, we got some extras left. Yeah, you stockpiled for us. for the kid. Yeah, Walmart has good. And good I wasn't even free. eating like healthy, like organic or like I was eating gluten free, but um, I was eating gluten free like yeah, Walmart brand like liquid cheese. Oh. <laughs> I told my friend Candace and James 
um, that my lowest low was I was in Indiana and, um, one night my mom and I were like, what do we want for dinner? And I thought about like liquid cheese from Qdoba and like, I, it's like, I thought it. And then she goes, what about Qdoba? And I was like, yes, I was just thinking that. So she got me this big thing of nacho cheese. Next day, I actually was really lucky that I could get a facial in Indy and I go get the facial on my way home. I took myself to Qdoba to get nacho cheese. And I was like, that, that was a low, that, (laughs) that was a low, but, um, You've been super supportive, and I appreciate that. Got a new appreciation for Walmart. Yeah. Not that I didn't love the store already, but... See, I'm a Target man. person. You're no, a Walmart person. Walmart. There's a hilarious video Very I sent Jeff. realistic. It's Very political, too, <laughs> but it's like Walmart people versus Target people, and oh my gosh, I crack up and cry laughing with it. I did a fine It doesn't hurt that uh, Walmart's next to Bass Pro Shop, so... That's your, that's your haven. <laughs> then again, Target's next to Home Depot. So, man, I'm, uh, I'm more of a Bass Pro than a Home Depot guy. But yeah, I, you've been I've going been, to Heat Home been, Depot like every week. Heat Depot, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Heat Depot. Um, I've been doing a lot of both, yeah. They're all, all the projects. above. Bass Pro's been a while. I bought a gun. I bought a black powder rifle. April? Is that for because you want to be a colonial? No, it's because I missed a deer with this old black powder rifle last year that doesn't even have sights on the thing. I don't know. So I bought a new one, but I haven't even shot it yet. But um, it's the last time I was a Bass Pro. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask the listener or have you tell the listeners uh, what kind of hunting you've been doing. Then I have another question for you. Yeah, just real quick. Um, uh, deer, whitetail archery started September fifteenth. Have not been out yet for that. Black Bear started September 1st, goes through October 12th. I have been out twice for that. How do you hunt a bear? Um, do you crawl in the forest? No, technically it's mostly over bait, um, which people might think is unethical, but it's the opposite. Um, you rarely will ever see a black bear in the woods um, without you know, j- just walking around, still hunting, tree stand hunting. It's very difficult to see them. Um, and they, they actually want you to kill the bears. Yeah, uh, New Hampshire, I think there's like six zones. Five of them are overpopulated, and we're in one of the zones that are overpopulated. So not a lot of people hunt them. It's just got a bad rap for some reason about the food, but it's excellent uh, source of meat, excellent source of fat uh, as well. So it's uh, it's it's kind of a prized animal, but a lot of people don't hunt it. So um, I just I put some bait out. Kind of, I got a permit and all that stuff. I didn't need one because it's my own land, but um, did it anyway. And then... Um, Kind of a little bit too little, too late. Um, threw some stuff out there. Sat over it two days. Saw a bunch of deer. <laughs> so I should have had my bow and arrow. Um, but uh, I'm, the season's not over, so I'll probably get out there maybe next weekend. Uh, restock. What do you bait them with? Donuts, non-chocolate donuts, peanut butter, grease, oil, fats, anything. So you know how you were like, oh, I can't fatty. give them chocolate because like they can't digest that. It'll kill them. Yeah, I'm like, you know, but aren't you about to kill them? <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. No, but the, <laughs> the animals eat the bait anytime. Oh, you're right. They yeah. come get it anytime. It's not like you're going to shoot them all. So, yeah. Yeah, so you know, I, it's, I have very little uh, expectations, but it's just fun to be out there. Yeah. And uh, if one comes in, man, that'd be, uh, that'd be a thrill. Your sister got a deer with a crossbow. Yeah, yeah. Sister, uh, first day hunting in Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh, the second sit. I uh, got a nice doe um, uh, the other, uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. She brought it up and uh, helped to clean some of that. Get get her on mm-hmm. the board there. Get her some meat for the winter. Yeah, we gave She's some excited. meat to two of my clients slash friends. Um, and I think Meg has already taken the sh- uh, the like steak you gave them to make tacos. And I think Bridget's going to make the asabuco. 
So that's kind of cool to be able yeah. to share that. That stuff is super healthy. And if anybody thinks meat's bad for you, I uh, highly recommend a podcast um, by the Meat Eater podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds a little biased. It's a little biased. I love that podcast, so it's not really just It's about, not. No, yeah. the guy's uh, well-rounded. They're a bunch of hunters and conservationists. Conservation. And- um, but he just had a guy, uh, like a, a doctor, a PhD, that um, basically has been studying diets and focusing on... Um, you know, meat and the evolution of humans and all that stuff. And it's called, uh, kale does not love you back. It's the 239 meat eater podcast. I listen to it. It's, it's excellent. I'm so. going to listen, but I don't agree with the carnivore diet at all. Um, but I'm just curious as to what their arguments are, but, um, just so we don't talk their ears off all night and we have to head over to movie night. Um, I want to tell, I have a story I want to tell about the ranch and, I've been to the ranch. I mean, the ranch has been around since the 60s. I've been three times in my life, like once when I was a kid and then twice in my teens. And this was my fourth trip. It was your first trip to Lost Valley Ranch. And it couldn't have been safer for COVID. It was such a beautiful time with family. And I would just love for you to share, like, what your favorite memory was, what you thought was interesting, what you were surprised by. It wasn't what you expected. And then I'll share my story. Yeah, that's uh, it was. I mean, all maybe tell them what it is. Yeah, the ranch basically. Um, yeah, I knew it was like a dude ranch going in. Uh, you ride horses, and, and there's a couple nights of activities. Very family oriented. Very. Um, there's some other activities, some shooting, some fishing. Very outdoorsy, um, mm-hmm. but focus on horses and riding. And uh, going into it, that's what I thought. And, and yeah, my expectations certainly met. Um, it was cool. I, it was actually more so than I mean, a lot more riding. <laughs> it was a lot harder. Not hard to ride, but like the the physical aspect of it. Um, so all day, every not day. just like your muscles, but like your your butt hurts from being on a saddle and and kind of pushing through that and, and all day and learning. And um, I was obviously a rookie, so I'm trying to um, do stuff that you guys have at least done before. So it was new to me. Um, but yeah, just the whole atmosphere. Do you uh, like your horse? My horse Kess, it was a uh, it's a teenager's pony. The, the teenage <laughs> girls got this Very one, but fancy, I, I got this pony. one. Yeah, I had a mustache. Uh, yeah, his horse had a mustache. My horse had a mustache. Uh, good pony. It was good. It wasn't. It wouldn't. It was slow. It was not. A, it was not a leader. Uh, <laughs> and not like, the fastest. Control your horse. I look like, at it. Doesn't listen to me. It doesn't do. I kick it. I, whatever. It just doesn't. It it kind of follows other horses. And, yeah. In the rodeo, I was uh, the worst one. But mm-hmm. hey, that's all right. Um, you know, I get to go fishing, fly fishing. It was hot. It was hotter than I thought out there. Really hot. Colorado is really hot. Yeah, dry and hot. Um, it was supposed to be like a family moon trip after our wedding. So we're going to yeah. get married and then we're going to go this, there this, yeah. on Monday. So we we're going to miss the first day, the first two days of the ranch. But instead, we got to go to Colorado for like a day and a half and then go to the ranch on day one, which is cool. We yeah. did miss the rodeo, but... Missed the rodeo, but um, it was cool. I mean, it was... my. I think my favorite memories were the early morning rides um, where you get up and just go like 7 a.m., something mm-hmm. like that. Not that early, but you get out there and then they cook your breakfast. They cook your breakfast. Uh, you yeah. ride all the way out in the middle of nowhere and there's guys over there cooking your breakfast on a like, cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite ride. Um, the views are insane. Views. Uh, it, it, it felt like... You're like a real cowboy. Yeah, you felt like you're a cowboy. It reminded me of hunting out west, which I, I couldn't do this year. Um, you're outside a, so didn't much. Didn't get a tag. Um, yeah, you're outside. You Just being outside, you see animals. Uh, just being in nature. Uh, really cool. It'd be around horses. What was your biggest adventure at the ranch? The biggest adventure? Um, man, it's probably the 
it's probably the intermediate ride we did through the water there <laughs> that one. Oh yeah I, I, yeah I was what was her name with the k Ken- kendra K- kendra yeah i was uh, we were on intermediate ride and uh yeah, we were going. But running. that ride, we got gypped because the other person was like, "I don't want to trot or lope." I'm like, "Yeah, this some is lady an was a pain ride. in the butt." And then, um, and then I was like the second horse while we were running through the river. My horse like got lost and couldn't we keep up with the front horse. We were trying to like rope, which is like galloping yeah, through the river, through the water. Which in a hot back, day, it feels amazing. But Jeff's horse like wouldn't pick up speed, so we were <laughs> all got, like, stuck walking. And in then the once river. we lost sight of the horse in front of us, my horse like ran into the bushes and stuff. And I was like, oh, I held everybody else back. It was funny, yeah. but uh, that was uh, that was an adventure, probably. Yeah, and then shooting the shotgun was fun. Tried never actually skeet shoot before, and uh, by the first time I was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then by the end I hit like seventeen out of yeah. twenty-five, which is it was decent. It's not bad. Yeah, your brother and uh, your cousin are uh, they're like marksmen. <laughs> they're really pretty good. awesome. Yeah, it's cool to watch them. Your dad's yeah. pretty good too. Him and I both hit I think seventeens, and yeah, that was fun. And then um. Just kind of relaxed in the food. The food. Oh was, my gosh! Food like was duck and like steaks and we had an elk meatball or something. Yeah, it was, like it was and bison. Yeah, I bison mean, balls, meatballs. So good. Elk. And they made us yeah. a chocolate cake in celebration of our wedding that didn't happen. That was gluten free. Didn't have. And then we had, like I had they would they would so they make dessert after lunch and dinner. Ugh. And I would always be like, oh, that's great. I don't have to eat the after lunch desserts because like I can't have gluten. And then like. They'd always come out and be like, Garrett, we made you a gluten-free, like, cookie. Jeez, you had to eat so it. So then I had to eat it because I'm like, when could I have this type of cookie again? And like, your arm. And then <laughs> on the last night, they made Grandma that carrot cake for her birthday. And I was like, oh, thank I, God. I've had too much cake. I don't need any. And they're like, Garrett, don't worry. It's gluten-free. And I'm like, when it. do I find gluten-free carrot cake? Like, I have to have this. Yeah, that food was amazing. But um, just a whole, yeah. just being with your family, too. I don't get to spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. Well, we both don't get to spend a lot of time, so... Yeah. That was a treasure. And then, uh, yeah, it was fun. I just, like, I'm going to give my little pitch for Lost Valley because I, like, mean everything I say. Like, not not sponsored, but... So, basically, it's Garrett Wood's ideal vacation because I love structure and I love routine, but I also love adventure. And my biggest pet peeve when I would go on vacation, like, with my dad is that, like, my dad might want to sleep in until, like... 10 and then my grandparents wanted to do their thing and then my brothers would want to do their thing and I'd be like well I want to do this and run it and now that I'm like you know gonna have kids of my own I'm like man navigating a family vacation and a schedule that appeases everyone is so hard and what's so cool about the ranches they'll be like kids and teens you have to ride with these times like show up here at this time and then the kids are gone and then the adults, you can sign up. So, if, like, if I didn't want to do shit because I was pregnant or something, which I didn't know I was, but and I felt fine at the ranch, but I could have laid in bed and read books all day. Or like, you go to the pool. I could go to the pool. Just, like, I could have gone hiking. Like, hiking. you could do nothing. I could or go play tennis or tennis yeah. courts. Or I could go ride horses all day, which is what I chose. But then... Um, I just also like to eat on a schedule. And lunch is always served at, like, the same time every day. He's just laughing at me. I thought you just said, I like to eat. <laughs> Forget the schedule part. <laughs> I also like to eat. This place is a buffet. <laughs> it was all about the food. It was a lot about the food. But like, I just like that there is a schedule because I'm just such a scheduled person. So that part of me, and then just knowing that like my grandma could do walks and read and my dad took a couple mornings off because he was sore and like Quincy, Quincy had a handler. <laughs> Quincy's handler. He had a babysitter, but my cousin Tommy's like super funny and he's like, Quincy's handler's back and like she would just be in charge of him. That was so funny. And there's like a playground for kids and 
my whole thing was two things. One, I always thought the the cowboys were like so cute growing up because I was like 12 and 13 and then I was like 17 when I went. So all the cowboys were like 20 something and I just thought they were older and hot and whatever. This year we go down, the first thing you do when you get there is you go get fitted for your saddle and I'm seeing all these like young boys and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, the Wranglers are so young these days. And they're all like, yes, ma'am, and like, whatever. A couple of them were staring at me. You caught the... I think you're just older. Well, anyway, <laughs> I, I like to think, my ego like to think that they thought I was cute. But I was like, oh, my God, they're like, they're boys. Like, they're like 20 to like uh, the head wrangler who's usually like the, you know, he's the boss man. It's like 23. <laughs> he was young. He was, some, they was, were a lot of young guys Johnny this was year. 30. And yeah, Johnny was older. And then Zeb was like our main guy we read with the most. Zeb and so, was cool. so anyway, it was weird for me to see all these guys I used to see as like these older cool men, but like they're like young boys um, to me now. And then my biggest question going in was like, I want adventure. Like I used to, we, we found like a watering hole we could jump into and jump off of cliffs. And one time we like dove into a river and it would suck you under and pop you out and you know, riding through rivers, all the stuff that we used to do. And, um, Every Thursday at the ranch, tradition calls for an all-day ride. You went fishing this year. All-day fish, fly and so fishing. Yeah. The yeah. night before. That's I, a nice trout. Yeah. I started freaking out, though, because I was like, crap, if I'm with my brothers and uh, my cousins and my brother's girlfriend, I'm going to be the oldest one because the wrangler that's taking us is, like, 23. And, like, being, you know, five hours away from the ranch, like, that, like, I, I don't know. I started getting a little scared. And then, then there was a part of me that was like, that might be the adventure. But... Since I'm not a kid anymore, I didn't get to go to the South Platte River and go cliff jumping. But I was like, you know, it'll still be fun. And then sure enough, I was I just got done asking the wrangler, like, what happens if something happens to the horse when you're this far from the ranch? And he was like, well, Garrett, I got to tell you. Take him up back. He's like, it's never happened to me, so I can't say I know the answer. And then just then, his horse spooked, starts jumping and going nuts, walking sideways and backwards, and ran into a bush and actually like scraped itself and it had white fur so it was bleeding and I was thinking oh no the horse is injured and then the horse ended up being fine but we got to our destination where we were going to herd some cattle at this other ranch and um the other group we came with we had split up so we could herd the cattle from both sides and then the cattle weren't where they're supposed to be and the other group was missing and then this older man that was with the other group found us and he's like hey hey like our wrangler's horse is stuck in barbed wire because we had to like jump a couple fences and so my wrangler's like, you guys go to the forest and eat. Just pick a spot. So we're all like sitting down, no cell service, have no clue where we are. And we just start telling stories. It's like my stepmom, two older men. Quincy's handler had her day off, so she was actually with us. And then my cousins and my brother and his girlfriend. Our guy Zeb goes out to like save this other horse. But we have no, like he had a radio, but like none of us had the other one. So we're just waiting. Like an hour goes by, he comes back. He's like, crap, I need a tool. He gets the tool, he goes back, he frees the horse, but apparently his horse broke through its, um, what's it called? The bridle. And like ran away, so long, long, long story short, we had a horse get away, two horses get injured, and like, it, there was a lot of adventure. So I was like, that's actually pretty cool, that like, and like the loping up the hills with family, and just all the riding was a lot. I like thought that was... They dragged me on stage for some play thing. Oh yeah, well, remember that? 
Oh yeah, so they do like, like drama sing songs. night or something. They do like two <laughs> melodrama nights and do these funny skits. And like one night they just picked Jeff. I think it's because he was like the most handsome man there. Had a mustache. Yeah, yeah, he looked pretty good. Uh-huh. Like, you come up on stage and just like sing some song with us. I was like, what the? Hell? Yeah, he just had to like be put on the spot. To <laughs> I had sing to like a song. play something. And, yeah. and then I was a little bummed because the square dance night they don't. Um, they didn't let you do like partner dancing. It was all line dancing, which like I just missed the like real stuff. Wasn't but maybe it was good because my teeth would have been knocked out. Yeah. But um, anything dancing, I, I yeah. don't mind if we yeah. pass on that. All I can say is, if you have ever invested in like a trip to Mexico where, um, you know, it's like a one-time fee and then it's like all you can eat, all you can drink, you definitely want to go to the ranch because it's a very similar payment system. It's it's expensive, but. It's so worth it, and um, especially in times like COVID, like book your trip for next summer because they're probably going to be booked out because, um, you know, there's not a lot to do right now, and clearly this was our only trip of the year, yeah, it was, and it was we're obsessing one. over yeah. it because it was so good, so we can't say enough about it, but the final note I'll say is that when I got back from the ranch, my mom's dog that is like never, sorry, never cuddly, I'm hiccuping, um, never cuddly, just would never give me the time of day, would not leave my side. And when my mom was like, maybe you're pregnant, I started to notice the dog. And I was like, maybe the dog knows I'm pregnant. Like, maybe I am and the dog's sensing that. And then I thought back to my horse. And um, apparently when a horse's ears go back, it means they're pissed off. And they're about to, like, buck or rear or, like, take off or, like, like, reach back and bite you. Yeah. And so when I – my horse, her name was Star (laughs) – she, her ears would go back all of the time, but she never freaked out. She never lost control. She was so well behaved. And I almost wonder, like, did she know I was pregnant? Probably not. But she might have sensed it. <laughs> and the pregnant sniffing horses. I was trying to have a moment. I missed a moment. I think she Or you had a good horse, yeah. But yeah. it was really cool. Um, so we've shared about our life over the last... So... I'll have to look, but I don't think we have been on here since probably late February, early March. So March, April, May, June, July, August, six months have gone by. I haven't had a haircut since. He literally hasn't, but he's getting one this Tuesday. So Wednesday, if I go. Wednesday. Yes, you're going. I don't know. COVID spiking in Concord. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know. It might be safe. But you are going to the salon that turned my hair brown. Yeah, send me to the wolves. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anything else? Come you back want? with a mullet and be like, hey, it was them, not me. <laughs> All right. No, no. Okay. Final question to close out. What? How is your perspective? And you can ask me too, because that's only fair. How has your perspective on life changed uh, since COVID? Perspective on life. Whoa. Yeah, reality, future, the world. <clears throat> yeah, it's just uh, it's amazing how fast things can change. Uh, and they're out of your control. Um, so if you think you you think you're in control, you think your life is going mm-hmm. a certain direction, man, uh, you never know. It could it could blindside you. Um, certainly, just uh, yeah, uproot you. Uh, good ways, bad ways. For us, it's been um, it's been relatively positive uh, so far. Um, it's, it's been like a blessing in disguise. We both had it. I mean, we we both had the, the virus. wasn't that bad and um, survived it, but I can't say the yeah, same for everybody else. Yeah, we did both have so. it. We kind of skipped over that part. You yeah. lost your sense of taste Yeah, I lost smoke. a few senses, but um, they came <laughs> back. <laughs> they were still here kicking, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, man, it's uh, certainly a, a weird one. Um, just did not see this coming, and no one did, 
and just, I don't know. Life can change. Mm-hmm. Just make the best of it, man. Yeah, I think my, I think with not, not a like, COVID exposed how not solid we were as a American society in so many ways. Whether that's our healthcare system, our social justice, and our American values, and yeah, I, I think. Um, there's a lot of work to be done in our country. And I think that was my biggest epiphany is like you hear in politics, people complain about healthcare, complain about the economy or complain about things. And, you know, people like my cousins have been fighting for hospital and um, healthcare reform for literally the last seven years, but um, little is to be done. And my hope is that with all the exposure and I've, you know, listened to a lot of astrologers talk about how much is going to be kind of unveiled in the next six months. But, um, there really is a lot of work to do and um i'm trying to look hopeful at like yes this sucks what we've what we've what we're acknowledging but we're also becoming so much more empowered by the acknowledgement of every inequality and um issue that we're facing and i hope we can come together to work on it and then i guess on a personal level um obviously i'm thankful that we could get pregnant i mean that we had no clue and then um, my Enneagram 7 is a, you know, I'm all about, I'm an enthusiast and our biggest value is freedom. And I think like if, like th- we would have never bought our forever home if COVID hadn't happened. One, we wouldn't have had the funds because I would have had an apartment. I would have never been able to picture this. But even if something would have happened, I just think a house feels so permanent and it feels so intense. And we, I mean, my full intentions are for this to be our forever home. However, COVID, like you were saying, shows you that anything can change in a second, that it's like, I wasn't scared to buy this house because we made the decision for this house exactly like we made the decision to let go for the apartment, which was advice from Christine, which is like, make the decision based on what you know today. And like, in that moment, we were like, we hate that apartment. Why would we do that? And with this house, we're like, today we know that we love it and we adore this town and it, it checks all our boxes for our goals. Um, and our visions but like I'm also coming into it with the place of like this doesn't mean we're going to live here for 30 years we don't know we don't know what the future holds but I think in the past I would have been more black and white with like this is it this is forever and then if COVID would have happened later I would have been devastated so I think COVID's just made me way more flexible in my outlook and I hope it has also been for everybody so that's my take just hope I don't have to go back to work in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> time. Knock yeah. on wood. Hell of a commute. Because that would be yeah. a commute. It's actually, I mean, it's only 55 minutes door to door, but. Not traffic. Yeah. Without traffic. But I guess if everyone had to go back, then there would be traffic. So. Well, hey, humans adapt. That's what we're good at. Yeah. So we did adapt watch every apocalyptic movie out there. Everybody did. <laughs> I miss Tiger King. What are we? Get? Yeah, Jeff misses Tiger King. I saw Tiger uh, what, uh, what are we going to watch tonight? Western. Oh, it's Jeff's turn to pick. Yep. You've had like three in a row. And they weren't good. They were all awful. <laughs> they really weren't. Usually awful. I stand by my choices, but... You can't go wrong with Western. Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll let you guys go. Um, stay tuned for some more kind of coaching episodes coming up. And if you are a new listener, um, please go back because I think some of our older episodes... The very first one, episode eight of this podcast with Jeff. At Surfer Cuz. That's what I got. Jeff's, Jeff wants some Instagram followers. Where are I've you gotten like, I've gotten like four since we started podcasting. <laughs> but hey, that, 
They're great. <laughs> That's like 0.5 an episode. It's like 10% rise for me. <laughs> <laughs> so follow at Cuz for hunting updates, cooking updates, Ooh. handyman updates, and wildlife updates. And um, so hopefully have a good season here. Yeah, he'll maybe post a black bear and then um, maybe get some people up to help eat it. Yeah, but I I like the Jeff for President episode. I like the engaged AF episode, and then I think we had a wedding update and intimacy where we got real deep. We talked about like love and sex and exes and tons of we stuff. Started so. yelling at each other. Did we? I think one of the one of them we did. Anyway, um, wow. I'll tag all those so you guys can check them out. And I hope you all have had an awesome weekend. If you're tuning in on Sunday. And stay tuned for the next time. Our most valued, most celebrated, most listened to, most famous podcast. Highest revenue grocer. <laughs> Highest revenue grocer. <laughs> Jeff Pesmeyer's returns. Stay safe. <laughs>